Iraq. Thank you for all of the military personnel that you have been with. Thank you for our glorious church. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Hallelujah. want to just thank the Lord. Hallelujah. From whom all blessings flow. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. We greet you in the precious, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to all my co-laborers in the gospel behind me and to all the officers, members, and friends, we say hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. I just love the response of God's people who have been touched by our Christ. And, 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 and that's something I'm, 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 I'm talking about from uh, not just from the subjective point of view of your experience, but the objective point of view of the word. Amen. Uh, praise the name of Jesus. Man, I tell you, woman at the well went running, didn't she? Come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this, the Christ, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a man. What a man. Amen. And uh, my man in John chapter 9 who was born blind, Jesus healed his sight. And they agitated the man and said, well, who was it that healed you? And he said, Jesus. He said, nah, he's nothing but a sinner. He said, whether he's a sinner or not. All I know, you know, sometimes when you're witnessing the folk, just, just say all I know is that I was blind, but now I see. Can I get a witness? You don't, you don't need a lot of theology. You just, you just need a personal walk. Can I get a witness? To know the man from Galilee. Praise God. Amen. This morning... We're in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1. Galatians 3, 1. When you get it, say amen. Context is justification by faith, but we're going to stretch this thing and pull out some nuggets from the text. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? Let me let me let me just let me just stop right there. My sermon this morning is a fictitious fulfillment, a fictitious fulfillment. Mm. Eating cotton candy looks enticing as a huge ball of colored candy stands on a long stick. However, once in your mouth, it evaporates into thin air. Amazingly, what appears as a lot quickly becomes a little. What appears feeling becomes faint, and what seems inviting now becomes invisible. The deception with cotton candy is from a distance, it looks great. All right, all right. Until you put it in your mouth, and then it dissolves into nothing. Spiritually, all of Satan's persuasions, pleasures, promotions are like cotton candy. As he creates a huge puff of delicious looking deceptions 
which we think are delicacies, and we even salivate at the mouth thinking about the satisfaction, only to find out that that which looked delightful is defeated. I look at this text, and the Apostle Paul, who wrote to the churches, plural, of Galatia, that's why it says Galatians, plural, is writing with some major concerns. And three concerns that fly out um, immediately is the critical area of their faith. Like cotton candy, it appears to be filling. When you examine it, it's faint. And then after faith, he deals with the, their fruitfulness, which seems to be developed, but is defective. And then finally, their freedom, which seems... <laughs> to be liberating, but is libel. It's nothing more than a mirage. And Paul is, amen, arguing, if you will, for truth. One, one, of, the, one of the things we have to look at is the fact that <clears throat> When we look at this book of Galatians, six chapters, it's Paul is dealing with several things, justification by faith alone, the Magna Carta of the gospel, the, he's dealing with uh, this matter of not mixing, listen to pastor, we call it in theology syncretism. Syncretism is when people take things and mix them together, doctrines, and even heresies and come up with more heresy against truth. And there's a lot of syncretism or synchro, should I say, synchronizational doctrines that's going on today in Christendom. And the church is asleep and does not even detect it. And Paul is in a move to defend the faith. Now, the problem with biblically-based preaching, the problem with what you think that I say, is not so much with the mailman. It's with you. The problem is the Bible is no longer the authority. That, that, that's where all these defective doctrines are coming from. I don't care what denomination you go to, if you were to stand still, stand flat-footed and say, well, what does say of the Lord? It, it, amen. As long as the Bible is the authority, we are not confused about anything. I, I don't care what society has to say. They can, they can, they can, they can marry as many same-sex people as they want, but amen lights, but, and, 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 and we're, not, we're not hateful. And, 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 and we're not critical in judging. Uh, we're, we're just keeping up with what God says. Can I get a witness? And, and the word of God it is immutable like God is. It does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what society wants, society wants to, amen, embrace their perversions. And they don't want anybody going against what they think. Or they'll put you on this little, uh, well, 80% said this and 20% said this. And the people of God, amen, and my Bible says without knowledge, the people perish. Can I get a witness? We're going to be judged by the Word of God, not by City Hall, not by the Supreme Court, not by the Congress. We're going to be judged by the Word of God. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so, child of God, when we look at this word, this biblios, amen, when we look at this word, this is the mind and heart of God. So whatever society embraces, it doesn't mean we're better than they are, we're praying for them, but it all boils down to what God has to say. Do I have a witness? Amen. And, and so, 
you can give all the opinions you want, you can feel any way you want. At the end of the day, it's what thus saith the Lord. God's got something to say about everything. He's got something to say about marriage. He's got something to say about ministry. He's got something to say about the state of your mind. Can I get a witness? Amen. All that is in there. It's like that spaghetti commercial. It's in there. Can I get a witness? Everything you come up with is in this word. Can I get a witness? And child of God, one of the things we need to understand is that, uh, praise God, most churches and most preachers don't even preach the word. They're not preaching in the fullness of the word. They're not preaching the entire doctrine of the word. Can I get a witness? Because if they were, if they were, there wouldn't be such a following of people who can feel comfortable in their sin. Now, let me say this again in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Your tolerance is directly connected to your spiritual temperature. Do I have a witness? If I'm in this word, I can only stand so much cussing in my ear before I'm going to walk away. Do I have a witness? If I'm in this word, I, I can only go so far in certain things in my life. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. I'll say it for you. If I'm in this word, amen, uh, uh, it should serve as a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can I get a word? And, and, and if the word is forever settled in heaven, then there's no other opinion but God's. Do I have a witness? I just thought I'd throw that in there. Amen. Purposely, the fact of the matter is, is that the syncretism is all over the place. Um, um, did God say? Does the word say this? What, what does the word say this? What does the word say concerning this and concerning that? And I, as, as, as a spokesperson for the Lord, as, yeah. Uh, in this church, we're going to get the truth of the word. And you shall, if you continue, John 8, in my word, then you will know the truth. And then the truth will set you free. Want to set you free? What is it setting you? Now, now, to set you free implies that all of us are in bondage. To set you free implies, implies we are in slavery and the word comes along and starts unlocking shackles. Can I get a witness? Amen. And, and, and so it's here. It's here. Paul deals with three things. I'm going to get out your way. The first, first, the disappearance of their faith. The disappearance of the faith. And the key word here is confidence. What is faith? It's confidence in Almighty God. Paul here in Galatians 3 uses very strong language. And the, and the language in the Greek is really Deep, deep language. He says, oh, foolish Galatians. Now, he's talking to saved people. These people are saved. This, this is not your run-of-the-mill unsaved folk that don't know Jesus. These are saved people. And what he's saying, in essence, is that you're dull in your faith. Contextually, Paul is saying, oh, Foolish. The word foolish does not mean uh, someone who's intellectual uh, deprived. It means someone who is conscientiously disobedient with no wisdom. You've made a decision that's not based on scripture. You, you have been sidetracked by Satan in your faith area. And, and, and one of the things that, that Paul begins to do when he's dealing with this word uh, foolish is not only the disobedience and lack of wisdom, but uh, he, he's, he's, he's out to prove that we are justified by faith alone in Jesus Christ. And, and, and the syncretism here, amen, is, is that they are trying to mix stuff up. And look at the first verse. I, I just want you to see the first verse. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath cast a spell on you? Now, let me stop pausing part because, you know, we've all seen pictures of witches and witchcraft. When a, when a, when a spell is cast on you, you are no longer under your own 
power. Isn't that right? In other words, someone, listen, has come along and cast the power over you, so now you are obeying a lie. Do I have a witness? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and look, Louis says that you should not obey the what? The truth before your eyes. Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth a phrase in the Bible that means the cross, set forth, crucified among you. Now, what does crucifixion have to do with this? Well, crucifixion is a one-time historical act with eternal ramifications. Can I get a witness? Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and we are still being blessed by his death, and we will continue to be blessed in eternity. Can I get a witness? Because through the cross, he washed away our sins. Do I have a witness? And so what Paul begins to do is deal with this fabric of their faith. And in verse 2, he's talking about the, the receiving the Spirit, but still trying to work the works of the law. And he's posing a rhetorical question. How did you get saved? Did you get saved by the works of the law or did you get saved by faith? And, 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 and his, his whole argument, it, there's, 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 there's a synchro, listen, there's a synchronizing of doctrines going on here. And what it is, it's these, amen, Judy, Judaism or, or people caught up in the ceremonial laws of, of, of the Jews trying to mix and mangle it with grace. Now let me, let me, let me pause because we're saved by grace, love we don't deserve, through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God. That's called initial faith. Turn to your neighbor and say initial. Initial faith is what we need to get saved. I need to place faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We talked about the blood. That's initial faith. And that faith does not belong to you. That's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. But, amen, just getting saved on initial, you don't continue on initial faith. Now God creates a continual faith where each day we're walking by faith and not by sight. Are you getting me? That, that's a daily administration of faith we need, amen, to walk in Jesus. We, we got to believe God every day, over every day. Every day, we got to believe all over. Every day, you get up, you got to walk by faith. And, and, and today had nothing to do with yesterday. If, if you fell or if, if you fell yesterday, if you failed yesterday, if you faulted yesterday, that was yesterday. Every day is new. The, the, the Bible says his mercies, Jeremiah, amen, lamentations, his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, meaning God is so faithful in spite of how we messed up yesterday, he comes along with a whole new batch. Uh, do I have a witness? A whole new batch of mercies. So if God is not worried about the past, why are you? If God is not letting the past stop and hinder him, why are you? Forgetting those things that are behind. We, we are moving forward. In Christ Jesus. Confidence. Hmm. Three areas of agitation in this matter of faith. Look, look what he says, verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? That's why we know these folk are saved. Having begun in the Spirit and worketh, look what he says, and, and ye are now trying to be mature, perfect, uh, amen, teleos in the Greek, by the flesh. Now that you're in the door of salvation, now you're trying to work everything out through your flesh. Somebody laid a spell on you. Do you really think you can get into the door of salvation and then leave salvation and start working your own thing? You're under spell. Satan will blow you apart. And, 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 and so Paul's argument 
is, verse 5, he therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, doth he do it by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith? So this syncretism of law and grace, faith and works, is becoming evident. See, Jesus is either going to do it all or he's not going to do anything. All or nothing. You, you can't pick up Jesus when it's convenient and then lay him down when it's not convenient. I'm preaching already up in this place, Doc. Can I get a witness? You know, you know and, 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 and so his argument in this area of faith is three things, and I want to, in, in, in this particular point, that our faith has to be genuine because testing is coming. God tests everybody. He tests everybody. And when you are tested by God, suffering is involved. Can I get a witness? Because nobody passed all the tests. In fact, it's the failure of the tests that permits you to take the test over again. Y'all ain't getting this. I'm getting ready to get into some meat now. I'm getting ready to get into some meat now. See, Paul's argument is this. Are you going to waste the suffering you went through with the last test? Because if you do, the test is coming back and you got to suffer all over again. So pass the test by faith. Lord Jesus. It's, it's designed, it's designed, it's designed. John, in, in Matthew 4, real, you know, real quickly, uh, the Bible says, and the Spirit, after Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River and the Trinity, uh, the God the Father uh, said, this is my beloved Son, God the Holy Spirit, was a dove on his shoulder. The Trinity was all present at his baptism. They were all present at his crucifixion. They was all present. Let, let's listen. Jesus, the Bible says, and the Spirit drove Jesus. Right to the brink of the wilderness. He, he, he ushered him to the door and said, now go on through. And the door was door to temptation. Here comes the test. Matthew 4. And the Bible says, and Satan approached Jesus. He waited 40 days. Satan waited till Jesus was vulnerable. And he going to wait till you vulnerable. He'll just sit back and wait till you get hungry. Do I have a witness? And then he's going to start his trickery because he's very strategic and not tactical. Do I have a witness up in this house? And, and, and he came to Jesus, and in the Greek, he says, hey, your Bible might say if, but it means since. Since you are the Son of God. I know you're hungry. You ain't eating 40 days. You're in the flesh. Uh, command that these stones be turned into bread. Here's what Satan's trying to do. I'm tr I'm, I want to get Jesus to act independent of the will of God. Now let me stop Paul's in part. See, you, you claim you've given Jesus precedence over your life, but when, when you get hungry, you're trying to work your own thing out. And see, the real crux of this temptation was he wanted to get Jesus to act independent of God. So Jesus said, no, 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 no. He quoted Deuteronomy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. In other words, it's more important for me to be obedient to my father than to eat when I'm hungry. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. A whole bunch of us would have ate when we were hungry. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so the Bible said, and the devil took him to a high temple, said, jump. Angels will uh, catch you. Jesus, misquote, mis misquotation of a psalm. And Jesus said, do not tempt the Lord thy God. And then the Bible says, and the devil took him again. And said, look, and, and look, showed him a video. Here's all the kingdoms of the world and the glory. If you fall down and worship me, I'll give them to you. One theologian said, they were Satan's to give. Because he's the prince of the power of the airwaves. That means there's three heavens, a, a, the sky, the universe, and God's throne. Uh, Satan controls the first and second heavens right now. He's the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians. But uh, after Re Revelation, six to, uh, Revelation 12, after the 
uh, uh, the second part of the tribulation, he's going to be cast down to earth. That, that way, you know his time is short. But right now, he, he listen, fall down and worship me and I'll give you all of the glory. See, the question is, what are you going to do against Jesus for your personal glory? Jesus said, be gone, Satan, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Well, what was the temptation all about? I'm glad you asked. Not only did I want to get Jesus to work independent of the Father, to feed his stomach, but I also wanted Jesus hmm, to receive all of the glory and honor and power without having to go to the cross. Amen. Suffering. Won't Satan make a way of escape from suffering? At least in your mind he will. It's like cotton candy. Yeah, you do this, you want to go through this. That's a lie. Understand that personal faith is always tested. Abraham was tested, Joseph was tested, and it goes on and on and on. We, we will be tested in our faith. And if your faith is not full of confidence in who he is, you fail. And anything we fail in Christ is coming back. We've got to take it over because there's no failures in Christ. I know one year when I was in school, I think junior high school, I messed up. and It was something about the, it was something about the seventh and t tenth grade. It was something about them grades where I just went to a new school. I did bad, man. I don't know what it was. So I had to go to summer school and make up. Are y'all getting this? Ain't no summer school in Christ. You're going to pass. So you can act the fool all you want. Well, I'm struggling with the addiction of this, and I'm struggling. Uh, amen. God, God going to get you over, but you're going to pass that course. Can I get a witness? God, God's going to show you that sin shall not, Romans 6, have dominion over you. God is going to show you that with his help, you are able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Or do I have a witness? So he's dealing with his matter of faith, 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 personal faith, personal faith. And then, and, then, and, then, and then secondly, with this thing called faith, not only, amen, this testing, but transformation. What does God do with our faith in, 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 faith in the way of transformation? That's by development. He's, listen, God is going to transform us, and he can transform us. He has already transformed a lot of you. Things you used to do, you don't do anymore. Can I get a witness? You don't even think the same. Can I get a witness? Uh, your whole value system and priority system has changed because God, through that faith, is not only going to test you, he's going to transform you, and then he's going to teach you in time of difficulty to transfer everything to him. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. God, 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 God is working this thing, and I, I want you to see this. And, and there are some people, their faith, amen. And, and by the way, faith and feelings are antithesis. And, I, and you knew that, but watch this one. Faith and filth are antithesis. You can't be in faith living filthy. They don't go together. Do I have a witness? They, they don't go together. Well, you know, God forgives. Yeah, God forgives. God will forgive. He, he is... He is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. Can I get a witness? But it's, it's like our parents. Let me, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can. Uh, the difference, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving away a future sermon, the difference between God and our parents, when I kept doing the same thing, yeah, my mother's tone was this. Didn't I tell you? And, and, and once she said, didn't I tell you, oh, you hard-headed, the beating was a little more severe. Are y'all getting this? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? 
Amen. Yeah, our parents would have been in jail. We understand that. You couldn't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and think that your parents were going to say, now, Johnny, let's check. No! There was a little inflection in the voice. Hmm. Good old days. And, why they, and look, why they whipping you, they preaching. Wouldn't they talk to you? What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you now? I told you not. told you not to. And then they had a nerve to say, shut up all that crying. <laughs> How you going to beat somebody with a strap and tell them to stop crying? Good <laughs> oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if they whipped you right, you ain't go back there again, Doc. Dude, no, 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 no. You, you, you ain't go back there. It's like kryptonite. You just, you just stayed away. You, you, ain't, you ain't go back there again. See, with tears in my eyes, I'm talking to the young people. On my mother's deathbed, I cried and thanked her. For every whipping I had ever received. You know why? You know why? Because at the time I was being whipped, I couldn't see it. But Hebrew says, but afterwards, it, it starts to give you the perfect fruit of righteousness. Do, do I have a witness? Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. And so, child of God, Faith in testing, faith in transformation, faith, here it is, in uh, transferring our difficulties. Paul, 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 Paul is dealing with this, amen, uh, disappearance of true biblical faith. Disappearance of true biblical faith. And I, you know, I have people approach me all the time asking questions and I, I want to sit here, I want to answer, answer them to the best of my ability, but here, here's the key. When your faith is built on the right foundation, amen, it's not something you pick up and put down at will. It leads, guides, and directs you in life. Amen. You can't be slick anymore. Oh, Lord. Go home, read 2 Corinthians 3. Paul, Paul said, because of this transforming power of the Holy Ghost, we are honest. Yeah, we, we, we don't try to get over on people. We, we, we don't have some secret undercover motive for what we do. Can I get, see, see, all that is against the indwelling Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, Paul, Paul, Paul is dealing with this matter of faith. And the, the problem with our Faith today is that faith to you is asking God to do something for you, but you do nothing for God. Faith is always measured in what I can believe so I can get. Not what I can believe so I can give. And Wednesday night we talked about being in harmony, being humble, and being helpful. That's what the Holy Ghost will do when he's on the inside. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that when we begin to look at Paul's argument here, a lot of uh, synchristic doctrine is going on. And, and we have it in our churches. And it's quite disturbing. You know, people come up with all kind of tricks and spells to put you under that God never put you under. It leads right into legalism, a whole whole, amen, thing on rights and rules and not righteousness. And we got to be careful. We're going to be clean. We got to be careful. I don't need to speak in no unknown tongue to be saved. Mm -mm. I don't need to be baptized to be saved. Now, I know, I know denominations got a problem with that. 
where he come from. He's a, the Bible says you ought to be baptized. Yes, you should. After you, after you confess Christ, you ought to be baptized, immersed in water. But you don't need to be immersed in water to be saved. Well, that's, I ain't never heard of that. Well, let me give you an illustration. That thief was up on the cross. There, there was no water in the air. There, there was no choir in the air. There was no pulpit in the air. There, there was no tithing envelope in the air. He told Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. When you come into your kingdom, remember me. That's all he said. Did he say that? Just remember, Jesus said, this day, you're going to be with me in paradise. I, I wish I could, I wish I could, I, I wish I could break that down. This day, this, this same Friday, I'm going to bust hell wide open. I'm going to walk through hell preaching to demons. This same Friday, I'm going to gather Abraham's bosom and I'm going to lead captivity captive. This same Friday, I've got the victory over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? This same, this day, you're going to be with me in paradise. Hmm. my prayers, Lord, keep my faith right. My faith is not a good luck charm. It's not, uh, amen, it's not a lamp to get a genie out of. That's not what faith is all about. Faith is to keep on believing God. When you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't imagine it, faith says just keep on believing. Can I get a witness? When you can't understand how it's all going to come together, when, you, when you're messed up in your life, you're messed up in your mind, you're messed up in your will, faith, faith kicks in and says, just hold on. Help is on the way. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. He's my refuge. He's my strength. He's my present help in the time of trouble. My faith. My faith won't get me out. My faith is my tow truck. Can I get a witness? My faith gonna build me up when I'm torn down. My faith gonna stand me up when I'm messed up. It's my faith in him. Can I get a witness? Because I know and we know and we know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? I don't know how God's doing it, but I'm a witness. God works this thing. Doesn't he work this thing? He'll work it while you sleep. He'll work it when you get up. He'll work it at noontime. He'll work this thing so that everything falls into place. Hmm. Look at the second thing here, verse 6, move, move, move on, I got to move. Not only uh, the disappearance of the faith, but the devastation of their fruit. The key word here is connection. Now look, even as Abraham, what? Believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now let me, let me tell you the whole argument of Paul. The Abrahamic covenant of Genesis 15 and 17 was established 500 years before the law of Moses. Meaning, the law cannot disannul it. The law, can, the, the law of Moses with its rules and works cannot undo what God already did. It is a covenantal. He put Abraham to sleep. Can I get a witness? Uh, think about all the people God put to sleep. He put he put Adam to sleep and took out of his rib his wife. Are y'all praying with me? He put Abraham to sleep and he promised that he would, God made a covenant with himself. Lord have mercy. That nothing could break the covenant. Can I get a witness? And then he had a nerve to put Jesus to sleep. 
knowing that on the third day he was going to get up with all power in his hands. See, God, 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 God in this text 500 years before the law and Abraham believed God and it was accounted, it was reckoned. It's, it's called, listen, imputation of righteousness and, 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 and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify, verse 8, the heathen through faith preached before the gospel to Abraham saying, in thee shall all the nations be blessed. Now, with this promise, because when we think about Abraham, the dispensation of promise started. Promise preceded law. Law was me keeping rules and regulations. Promise said, you ain't got to do nothing. I got it. Amen. Do I have a witness? Amen. Hanging there with me. I know this, this, this is to me. And, and, and see, the thing we don't understand about the promise and this connection that when we come up to the, 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 the dispensation of grace, the church age, John 15, Jesus says, if, conditional, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, the branch can't do nothing of his own. The branch is not independent of the vine. I am the true vine. Well, why did you put the word true in there? Because there's other vines. There's the vine of Buddha and the vine of Hindu, the vine of Mohammedism, but I'm the true vine. Can I get a witness? I, I am the true vine and every branch, look at the preposition, in me, in me that's strongly connected will bear fruit. Now, 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 now I said it Wednesday, we're not fruit inspectors. We ought to examine our own fruit. Don't come up here examining my fruit. You examine your own fruit. Some people, they think their gift is fruit examiner. So, let me, let me make this right. What does it take for fruit to grow? First of all, there's the promise of agriculture. You, listen, you plant. You prune, you have to have patience for the fruit to grow. Are y'all getting me? And, 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 and there's principles with growing this fruit. And what, what is our fruit as a church to live out the gospel? Then let me stop. Good news. I hate what happened in Baltimore, but my, my calling is not just to get caught up in police brutality. That ain't my calling. I ought to pray, I ought to try to do something, but that ain't my calling. God ain't called me to do that. See, members get upset. God ain't called me to set up voting machines in this church so you can vote in your best politician. That, that ain't what I was called to do. And we don't like it. God ain't called me to try to take up offerings every, every week and feed the poor and give money to people that burn down houses. God didn't call me to do that. that, that that's a noble thing to do. But God didn't call me to do it. God called me to preach the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? That Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. It's in your Bible. Can I get a witness? And see, what's happening is that when we are bearing fruit, we live out the gospel. We share the gospel. You don't just come to church on Sunday, dress up and look, amen, throw a dollar in the pot. You want to be entertained and get up and clap when the choir sing and go back home. That ain't church. Church, forsake not the gathering yourselves together, is when we come together under the blood-stained banner of Jesus to lift up the master. It ain't about lifting up Kent, it ain't about lifting up Wayne, it ain't about lifting up Green, Luther, it ain't about lifting up Gordon, it's about lifting up him. I will share my glory with no man. It's when the body of Christ comes collectively together to sing his praises. Let me tell you why. I didn't pull you out of hell, and I can't pull you out of hell. I couldn't even pull myself out of hell. Can I get a witness? 
wants you to praise him for who he is. Excuse me. I didn't say for what he's done. That's, that's the next thing, for who he is. That's why the psalmist said the Lord is. Can I get a witness? Before he could say my shepherd, before he could say my light, before he could say my high tower, the Lord is. You got to know that he is. That means he is who he said he was. He's God all by himself. He sits high. He looks low. He's got all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? The Lord is. He is. And once I know he is, then I know he is my shepherd. He is my high tower. He is my refuge and my strength. He is my present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, there is a stream that makes glad the city of God. See, child of God, God wants you to praise him, not first for what he can do, not what you need him to do, but he wants you to give lively witness to who he is. I dare you, just praise him for who he is. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for who you are. You are a mighty good God. You, you are my, a magnificent God. You are a mighty awesome God. You, you, you are a miracle working God. You, you are a healing God. You, you are a God of hope. You can just praise him for who he is. Promise. Promise. These Judaizers didn't have no fruit. Because they, they kept mixing up law and grace, works. Yeah. They, they kept mixing up, mix, mixing up. In fact, it got so hot in Galatia that Paul, one born out of due time, approached Peter, the leading apostle, openly and rebuked Peter openly in front of a lot of people. Here's what Paul said in chapter 2. Don't turn. He said, he said, Peter, you are the blame fallers because ah, one of my profs in Philadelphia College of Bible back in the 70s said, Peter, you got pork on your, on your lips. I smell pork, Peter. When you're with the Jews, you're talking kosher. Yeah, and then when you get with the Gentiles, you're talking chitlins and ribs. And you got everybody all mixed up with circumcision, you know, contextual. That's the way some church folk are. When they with this group, they saying this. When they with that group, they saying that. It's only a matter of time for God cut your butt down. That's all. You, 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 got, a, you, you got a different story for everybody because you're trying to be slick. Yeah. You're trying to use that worldly stuff up in here. And the Holy Ghost is watching everybody. Can I get a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. I know how to be slick. I'm from South Philly. I know how to be slick. I know how to be fast. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Come on now. You, you, but you, you can't bring that stuff into this wall. Check it out. Y'all ain't got to say amen. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. They had no fruit. Their fruit was defective. So Paul comes along and he is dealing not only with their faith, but he's dealing with their fruit. Because if you were really connected to our Christ, half the stuff you're doing, you wouldn't even think about doing. That's why the Bible says, come out from among them, come out from among them. Why pastor so hard on this? And why pastor so hard on Pastor ain't hard on nothing. I'm just preaching the word. Let it fall where it may. Can I get a witness? If I pulled up in this pulpit with another man talking about I want to marry a man, uh, uh, no, 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 it ain't going to happen. But if I did that, in the name of Jesus, no, look, look, look at it. The Bible says he's wrong. 
I'm not saying he, the Bible says he's wrong. Are y'all praying with me? It's tight, but it's right. Check it out. 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 Faith group. I've been in church all my life. I was made to go to church as a little boy. No options. I was in church every Sunday. And if I missed church, I couldn't go out. I was in that little sweat box called the room. No air conditioning, no fan. Can I get a witness? People say, well, he keeps wanting to go back. I don't want to go back. I'm glad I'm in 2015. Amen. Remember them old freezers and you, you pull out the ice tray and you had to run water on it and you had to pull that metal to try to get some ice cubes out. How many of y'all remember that? Yeah. Pull that metal to get ice cubes out. I don't want to go back to that. Shoot. I got a refrigerator that drops me ice cubes. Huh? I don't want to go back to that. And if there was girls in the house, come on now. You smell the smell of hair? That ironing, that, that thing on the stove and they just frying the hair? You, y'all, 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 y'all remember that. Y'all remember that. And them stinking chitlins and come on now, you, you remember. Everybody had a chore to do? Come on now. Can I get a witness? And it looked like your parents had radar. They, you couldn't lie to them. They just had radar. They just, they, they already knew before you started to lie that you was lying. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Before you even started to lie, they, they already knew you was lying. <laughs> ah! I, was, I was 14 years old. My mother said, don't you let nobody in my house when I ain't home. All right, man. I'll be back. I'm going to go start. This little girl, 14 years old. I said, come on in. She said, I'm not coming in. I said, come on in. Come on. So here I am, being my fresh self, trying to lure her in the house. And I pulled in and shut the door. And, and, and my mother, my father used to always gas his car the last time. And I heard some go, my heart stopped. And I heard the key go in the door. She came in the door. She said, what's she doing in there? And I said, I, I, I was giving her some water. She said, you red lip liar? Boom, and she hit me. <laughs> she said, she lived around the corner. You go home and get water. She beat me so bad. I said, you know, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. But you know what I learned? Not to let nobody in. Can I get a witness? I learned letting them, don't, 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 don't fool with that. Thank you, mom. I would never do that to my child. That's what's wrong. See, listen, listen, and I'm going to keep saying this. See, y'all messing this up. We feared our parents. No, I ain't talking about reverence. I'm talking about scared. (laughs) We we were scared. I was out in the street fighting this boy, man. We was bang, Somebody says, stop fighting. Somebody grabbed me on my shoulder and I, get off of me. And it was my mother and I hit her. And I kept fighting. Next thing something, boop. She broke a broom over my head. I was like, that's it. That's it. I said, Lord, have her. Fighting from the front and getting knocked out in the back. Jesus. Those were the days, boy. Those were the days. Mm, mm, mm. Check this out. Last point. Their freedom. Consider the dependence of their freedom. Now, our freedom is our commitment. Let me tell you about this freedom that Paul was talking about. He used his allegory in chapter 4 about the servant and sonship through adoption, spiritually, the bondwoman and the free woman. The bondwoman is Hagar. 
and her son was Ishmael, the father of all Muslims, all from Abraham. The free woman was Sarah, and the son was Isaac, the promise child. One was in the flesh, one was in the spirit. You know why we got all this hell in the Middle East? Abraham sinned. Because Abraham didn't wait on God. And, and, and the allegory is every child that came out of the bondwoman is a servant. But every child that came out of the free woman is a son. He's dealing with sonship. And, 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 and what he begins to do in chapter 5 real quick, he says, stand fast. Therefore, now, now therefore means, amen, God established something that we can stand on, the allegories of verse 21 all the way to verse 31 in chapter 4, stand fast, therefore, here it is, in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us, what? Free! We're free! What, what are we free from? We're free from the power of sin. We're free from the power of sin. You bring a fifth of granddad, 100 proof in there. I used to drink that. Seagram 7-7-Up. Gin and Coke. I mean, gin and orange juice. Cream to Coke. I don't want to call too much out because I want y'all to go home after this, but look at this. <laughs> I, I, I felt the need, Johnny Walker Red, Black, I felt the need, amen, when I'm at a club and acting cool to get a drink. Yeah. And then with the drink, when a cigarette. Oh, Lord. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You bring liquor in here right now, put it under my nose, I can look at you and laugh because it has no power over me. God God has freed me. Some, some, some folk went from marijuana to cocaine to heroin, and now the needle has no power over you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Come on. Can I get a witness? Uh, there was stuff that held us in bondage. It held us in bondage all along. And in fact, y'all are going to be funny, even illicit sex held us in bondage. Can't get enough. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. We were held in bondage. But God, through Christ, had made us free. Free from the power. Free from the spells. Can I get a witness? If we sin, it's because we want to sin. It's not because we have to sin. God has given us an enablement. He's given us a power on the inside to walk away from stuff. Uh, can I get a witness? You don't have to do anything. You're, you're not under the control of anybody. You, you've got power down on the inside because you have met the man from Galilee. And Jesus specializes in breaking power. Chapter 5, 13 to 15, look at the power of our wounds. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Don't use your liberty as an occasion to the flesh, but serve, love, and serve one another. Are you getting this? Paul goes on to talk about not only our wounds, and we got some wounds up in here, Doc. That's another thing. I'm tired of Christians lying. We got some wounds, self-esteem wounds. We got wounds. Everybody's got wounds. The Holy Spirit's going to heal the wounds. Can I get a witness? He's going to work that thing out. He's going to come alongside of your wounds and with the wisdom and the power of the word, he's going to change your wounds. Can I get, and the miracle, and here's when you're going to shout, when you know you were wounded. And now you're not wounded anymore. You're going to see and feel and know that he has already started moving those wounds. Can I get a witness? See, child of God, he, he talks about the wounds, the flesh, but then he talks about, verse 16, to walk. We're free to walk according to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Mm, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. And then we're finally free, 1718, to win the war. We're, we're free, we're free, we're free to win this war. Paul talks about sensual sins, spiritual sins, social sins, and all of us are in all three categories. Oh, oh. What are the sensual sins? It's that sexual stuff. 
Look at the list. Don't look at me. Verse 19, the works of the what? What's working in your flesh every day are these. And the word manifest means they're at the door ready to break out. Uh, excuse me, can, can I interpret this? This stuff is at the door ready to break out. It comes with the old nature. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't want this to come out. At least anymore. Look at this. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Uh, and and so, so that's the sexual stuff that's at the door ready to break out. Look at verse 21. So Satan says, uh, verse 20, Satan says, well, if I don't get you with the sexual stuff, I'm going to get you with the spiritual stuff. Idolatry, witchcraft, rebellion, defiance, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. If I don't get you with the spiritual stuff, I'll get you with the social stuff, 21. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, reveling, such like. <laughs> and I tell you before, as I've told you also, that they that practice in the Greek, do it without breaking, do it without repenting, do it all the time, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Can a saint fall? Yes, he can. You can't stay there. Oh, Lord. Can a saint fall in any of these categories? Yes, you can, but you can't stay there. Holy Ghost ain't going to let you stay there. Can I get a witness? Boy, I'm preaching up in this face. He says, but, 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 the fruit, ninefold fruit of the Spirit, verse 22, amen, and 23, look what he says. Fruit of the Spirit is love. How do I know when you're operating on the Spirit, you're, you're lovely? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And here's the whole key as we close. And they that are Christ, don't miss this, have crucified. And they that belong to Christ have initiated a crucifixion from the power of the Holy Spirit to discontinue the wrong lifestyle. We're free from the power, the practice, and the pitfalls. The amazing thing about this cotton candy is that it dissolves, it deceives, and it disappears. And this is how we eat cotton candy. I, I, you know, as a little boy, you got this big thing on a stick. You don't go like this. You got a nerd to go like this. <laughs> and when it's all in your mouth, it disappears. You reach out for anything that Satan is offering. It might look good, but when you get it, it's going to disappear. Can I get a witness? Because everything that glitters is not gold. Can I get a witness? So child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, as we, as we close them of faith, fruitfulness, and freedom. Paul says, who has laid a spell on you? Who has put you under a trance? that you have the wrong faith, a defective fruit bearing, and no freedom. We that belong to Jesus are free. We are free. We are free from hell. We're free from the power of sin. We're free from Satan. We're, we're free. Whom the Son has set free is free without question. Indeed. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Praise the name of Jesus. Come on. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, if you're here this morning, you, you want to be saved, you want Jesus to come into your life and save your soul, believe in he died for your sins and very rose again, just raise your hand. Be honest with God. Just raise your hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ this morning. Is there one? Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join
our church. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Praise God. In the congregation? Praise Jesus. Want you to enjoy your holiday, be safe, but walk out the door with Paul's challenge. What witch has put a spell on you? In the areas of your faith, your fruit, and your freedom. Beverly, come here, babe. Come here, come here. This young lady here came through the doors this morning. She left here 14 years ago, went to Maryland. She came here this morning and said, Pastor, I'm back. Oh, hey, God. We love you. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Have your way in our lives and help us, oh God, to bear fruit, to keep the faith, and to know that we're free. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Amen. Have a safe day. All right. Tuesday, 6.30 CDC, if you want to participate with the mayors and board of education, we love you.